Welcome to the Conversations Podcast. I'm Taylor. We are capping off a series called Limited. We've been looking at the last four weeks, looking at what it looks like to gather, grow, give, and this week, talking about go. And I'm joined by two special guests and friends. First, we're joined by Lead Pastor Jose Abaroa. Jose, welcome back Taylor, to the good podcast. Morning. Good, good to have you. And we're joined by Communications Director Paulina De La Fuente. Paulina, thanks for being back on the podcast. Yeah, it's great to be here. Jose, not only would love to hear your thoughts as you prepared for this message, but just even the series as a whole coming to a close. Yeah, it's done. Our semester has kicked off and I'm glad. I've learned a lot. I'm glad that we went through this in this way. Um, We went through a very similar series last year around Mm. this time because these four rhythms are so important and what happened in that first church gathering was so significant and I think important for us to review and not necessarily mimic what they were doing, but what the Spirit was behind. It was Mm -hmm. the Holy Spirit that was cultivating these fruits and these realities in in them. And like I said on Sunday, same Holy Spirit today, Mm -hmm. moving through our church. And so uh, a lot of fun to talk this through and message on Sunday was more about be than 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 go because it didn't follow all right great commission go and make disciples let's take the hill it really focused on this culture that is contagious that other people will see and then complete that verse in John that says by this they will know me by the way that you love one another Jesus speaking yeah, I mean, you really had four different ways of being, so to speak, as yeah. far as in the the early church. Uh, first off, you're referring to Acts 2, uh, 42 through 47 here. But let's talk about those four as we jump in here. The first one, uh, the, uh, you've you even mentioned this in your message, but it could either be the aspects of missional living, but also maybe just the attributes of revival, revival. and yeah. what that looks like in the early church. So this first one here is consistency. And the question here that you ask is, who am I constantly around? You bring up Proverbs 13. 20, I won't repeat your whole message, but just to give people context here, so they got the, the consistency and why, let's just talk real quick about why is that so important and what is the, uh, I'd love to even contrast this with the world's view because so much of this as far as living on mission goes countercultural in so many ways. So just this idea of consistency, what, what would we see as the opposite of that in our culture and then how as Christians do we stand out when it comes to being consistent. In yeah, I living. think the principle works both ways. So we become who we are around. That's what that Proverbs verse mm-hmm, speaks mm-hmm. to. And so in the world, that that's true. If you hang out with a group of people that, um, you know, dress alike, like the same type of food, <laughs> mm-hmm. TV shows, sports, I mean, we gravitate towards people that are like us. The difference in our community is that we should be a diverse group that have a common unity in Jesus. So we call him our Lord, and that is what unites us more so than a preference of clothing or like. The 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 unity is around the gospel and who Jesus is. Mm. And therefore, when we gather together, we really become more, more like Jesus. Mm. Yeah, the consistency part is where you can see that you don't all have to be um, strong and uh, encouraged and 
able to help each other at the same time. When you're consistent with each other, you can be strong when others are weak and help Mm. each other, you know, because if you're consistent over long periods of time, then you can step in when others need it. And then you can receive when you need it and you can balance each other out that way too. This takes me back to not only earlier in this series, but even previous series as we talk through just spiritual disciplines and just the, uh, maybe someone listening is like, okay, I do want to get more consistent in gathering together with believers. What encouragement would you give to someone that's just stuck in that? Maybe their schedule, they just feel like their schedule is too busy or they just have a lot of other things happening that that, that that typically gets in the way of them being consistent. Well, if you're listening to this, then you're, you're, you're doing great because this is a part of that consistency. We're not with each other physically, but the reason why we chose to uh, to do this podcast three years ago was so that we can have another resource. Uh, really, it's a it's a mindset that we have. You know, this desire, which goes into the next point, but this desire to want to enjoy, you know, gathering or enjoy a conversation with one another. And uh, so, I, I think that yeah, way to go and community group. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Is is yeah. a great rhythm. You know, if you go to community group, you go to church, that's twice a week mm-hmm. that you're seeing like-minded believers. Right. And then there's other things. Uh, have fun when you're hanging out uh, with with each other. There, I mentioned things on Sunday morning, like school drop-off if you have kids. But if, if you're, you know, not in that season, then make intentional times to be around other, mm-hmm. other people. Yeah, I th- this is kind of the next point too, but um, I think expectations can rob us of being able to receive from people. But if your expectation and showing up to group and Sunday morning and is to just receive from people mm. and show be, if the expectation is to be consistent around people that are like-minded in faith, because you know you're just trying to get around people that are in Christ, then just let that be the expectation to receive from others. Um, And then I think God uses that instead of the expectation being that you're going to find people that are exactly like you, that you immediately receive and click with, you know, because then God uses that over time instead of automatically wanting it to be exactly right and then being exactly like you. And then God really uses that even if the people in that community group change over time god uses our consistency to put the right people in our lives and yeah just uses it to show up yeah no that's y'all both teased it but it's a great segue into the second point here because i think about uh a commonality between consistency and the second one sincerity is intentionality it's not just going to happen yeah you know Mm -hmm. just accidentally and i think that's something that makes both of these stand out to you the question jose you asked was what robs me of sincerity i'd love again not to ask you to repeat everything but just to read like to to help define what sincerity means Mm because i really like the way that you put it in the context of this yeah it's important to recognize the difference between sincerity in authenticity. So Mm -hmm. authenticity is you being real, you being honest. So this morning I have a 6 a.m. men's group that I uh, go to on Tuesdays and honestly, (laughs) authentically, I I did not want to go. I wanted to stay asleep. (laughs) I wanted to sleep through my alarm. Uh, Sincerity is one step forward. I sincerely wanted to be there once I was actually there. And then I remembered, it's just so good when this group of guys comes together. I enjoy the conversation every single time. I receive, Paulina, you mentioned this, from others during that time. And and so sincere sincerity is not only being real, but really wanting to be 
with other people. Mm. And so they had that sincerity. It says that they were, uh, they gathered together with glad and sincere hearts. They broke bread in their homes. And, mm. and so that desire, I think, is cultivated when, when, we, when we're consistent. Mm. I loved when you, that you tied in Romans 1, 16 here, the, where it says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel because it's a power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes. Um, I think the, the part of, I am not ashamed, um, and being able to tie in that we can, we need to, part of sincerity is being able to speak the truth when it's time with each other and being able to do that, both letting people in enough to let them speak the truth to me and being able to be willing to speak the truth to others is a huge part of the missional living too, because sometimes we just don't, what you said on Sunday, genuinely being in community, genuinely walls down, letting people do that and being willing to do that for others so that we can live missionally that Mm. just, if we don't do that, then it really robs the, the being able to live together missionally. Yeah, that's really good. We are very good in our culture at playing, you know, this game where we're very shallow. We don't Mm -hmm. really share with Mm -hmm. others how we're feeling. We're really not wanting to be where Mm -hmm. we are. And I'm grateful for our church culture. I think that Mm -hmm. we do a good job wanting to be where we are. Uh, We don't have much of an obligation. I I feel like at least uh, that that's how I have always sensed it since I've been coming here, uh, starting at age 18, that Cypress Church wants to gather together. (laughs) And again, we talked about the, the power of story. When you share your story, that, that will reveal to others, oh my goodness, I did not know that. That makes me understand you a lot better. That yeah. makes me empathize in a way that I didn't before. And um, so it, it's it's a powerful tool that we have. Yeah. And to your story. point, Jose, just even you can maybe fake it for just like a little bit, but it's something that's so hard to continue and carry out as far as it really takes that that genuine heart to, to pur- pur- purposely and intentionally value and prioritize that. So I guess my next question would be just for y'all when it comes to sincerity in conversations, how do you, and just relationships, both of y'all are really good at this, but how do you continue to prioritize and be sincere in relationships even after you know, maybe, maybe you have one deep conversation or one maybe community group experience that was really powerful, but how do you kind of continue to stay faithful in the relationships in community group to your point, Jose, when you just wake up and you don't feel like it, but yeah, what's the value in, in that longevity? Well, the how I think has to, we have to go back to that first point and you have to be consistent mm. because one thing that I'm guilty of certainly is I want to have deep conversation after deep conversation. Yeah. And, and sometimes I need to just be with somebody and hang out with them and mm-hmm. and not make it about this big life changing conversation. So that consistency creates a bridge which then can support the truth, sincere truth about a matter. So consistency is huge. Mm. Yeah, I think as uh, in community group, well, first personally, I feel like if we're being sincere with God, then it's a lot easier to do that in relationships because then we're not 
it's not as hard to do that with other people and let other people in because then it's not the first time you're trying to be sincere about something. You're doing it as a follow-up conversation when you've already gone there with God. Um, but I think in the, in community groups, something that I feel like has made that easier is to pray when, you know, when people do share prayer requests in group, a lot of times my conviction is that it's easy to say, Oh yeah, we'll be praying for that as a group. And then we pray for it that night. And then it's the next week that at prayer requests that they update. And it's like, Oh shoot, I didn't pray for that, you know, and having a set time to pray for that for them during the week and ask for updates. I think doing that even halves create some sincerity and gives opportunities to be able to follow up with each other that it just, the week goes too fast that if it's not forced time, it just goes too fast to be able to update and have that sincerity with each other and follow up. But if those things are happening, it's so much easier to then be in a rhythm Mm -hmm. where we can, we're being sincere with God and we have, we're going to God with each other's, you know, the stuff that's going on. And then we can be praying for each other and Mm -hmm. follow up a lot easier and do the longevity piece and consistency. Yeah. And to that point, I think even just beyond community group, but even in one-on-one relationships and friendships, being intentional about I, I, it sounds maybe cheesy, but I've even had conversations where we set either a certain time of the week, yeah. we can talk about deep things at any right. point throughout the week, but having kind of a set time, just helping both of us keep each other accountable, knowing that, or even just when it comes to um, setting up like, hey, I'd love to either read the Bible with you, or I'd love to like, if you could check in with me every month or every week on this, or that, you know, just kind of setting that. Uh, I think is helpful versus just me unilaterally hoping that they'll bring up something deep mm-hmm. or me keep trying to chase them on something. But it's like, I, it takes me back to college, remembering certain uh, friendships in that way where it's like one of us was either chasing the other person mm-hmm. when it's like there's a difference when there's an intentionality, a consistency, and just that sincerity about the time that we are going to spend together and being intentional about that. The third part here, Jose, is on favor. And the question here is, am I extending grace to others? We've talked about favor before. Mm-hmm. This is through a little different context here, focused on the grace that we extend to others. I'd love to just talk about, we could talk about this from a lot of different contexts, but from the missional context, how is this so so important when we live missionally? Yeah. So going back to your story about one pursuing the other, when you were both in a grace mindset of wanting to give, then it's mutually a blessing. It, it edifies both. Whenever, whenever it's just one-sided, then someone's being drained. And there's that in our relationships, you know, to varying degrees where, hey, I'm going to bless this person and not expect anything in return. But what we're seeing in this first church gathering is they were finding favor with all people. So, so all of them had this grace perspective they were just giving freely, doing favors for, right? That's the big revelation that I got this week was this is how this is how I learned. Before I knew please, I knew por favor, you know, <laughs> the Spanish please, way to say please. So I love how those things tie in. And again, if we're doing favors for people, the hope is that that will cultivate a culture where others are also doing favors for us. Mm. It's just this beautifully, mutually edifying. Ephesians 4 also speaks to this. We're all being built up in God's love. Mm. 
Yeah, I just, every time I read those verses in Acts, it really is, it's like it's just booming. You know, you just, it's like it's that early church was just coming alive with, if they were, you know, if it was like a bucket, they were just exploding and overflowing with favor, with grace. And it was just naturally overflowing Mm -hmm. to those around them. And what a cool, that's what I picture with favor. You know, it was just overflowing from God in them. And how cool that that's what, that's this one. That's what we get to do. Yeah. And this is internal. So to your point, where does this come in with missions? Well, the mission is love one another <laughs> and and build the church up so that it's spilling over in every other facet mm-hmm. of life. Mm-hmm. And then other mm-hmm. people are saying, wow, they really love one another. Yeah. And that is contagious in a way that maybe one person reaching out to somebody outside, um, nothing at all wrong with that. We're, we're commanded to do that. But in this case, the church as a whole is on mission as... Mm-hmm. We love one another. Yeah. It's that inside out that you yeah. talked right. about before, yeah. both yeah. not only individually in our relationships, but even just collectively as, yeah. a, as a church family. And then Paulina, uh, segue into this this fourth point here is growth. Like that, that is yeah. what we saw in the early church, and that's what we see when these aspects happen here. Jose, you asked the question of who is my neighbor right. to this point about uh, carrying this over to the missions component. You even mentioned in your message, Acts 1, 7, and 8, that talks about going uh, and being witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and the ends of the earth. So for someone that we've talked about this often, but I'd love for you to kind of recap just even the aspect of sharing our story and what does that look like to live uh, just on mission and kind of investing in our neighbors and those that God's put around us. Yeah, this is cultivated from within. Once it's cultivated from within, then it'll spill outward. And so mm-hmm. this idea that you know, who is one person that we can share our story with, who is one person that we can hear their story um, and and watch what vulnerability, watch what sincerity, watch what consistency does as we do our part and uh, God grows our body. He's doing so many fun things and being a part of it is the biggest blessing of it all. And the idea again, that God uses people to build his church. Mm. Yeah. I, we've been talking, my community group that I go to is in San Marcos and we've been, some of us live in the same neighborhood. We were talking to somebody else and it's so easy when something exciting is happening to invite others to join that. And similarly, I got to go to visit family in Mexico city and was talking to my immediate family who are here about how much God has moved in our family Mm. and how much he's worked in our family. That's now here to bring us salvation. And now he's moving in our family in Mexico city. And it's just crazy when God has, when God creates that momentum, it's the same thing. It's easy to talk about. And now our family far, far away in another country is catching it and is like, what's, you know, what's going on. And it's, to me, it's the same point when something, when you're reflecting on something, you know, just like on our own stories, for me, it ignited the, yeah, when I take a moment to remember where God brought me from, you know, and when I look at my story, then it's a lot easier to remember that where God has brought me from and how I didn't earn it or find him, but he found me and chose me and 
now I get to know him. And when I reflect on that, it's a lot easier to remember where he brought me from and just now how I get to live in him and share that with others a lot easier than when I forget and get more complacent and not as excited yeah, really about good. it. It's really good, That's Paulina. Really good. We, we've talked about a message like this, living on mission before. I'd love to kind of bring in the series that we've been talking about, this concept of limited. We'd love to just kind of camp out there uh, just as we close here. So the significance of not only living on mission, but Jose, I'd love to hear your thoughts as far as the significance of limited and how that factors into what we've been just looking at the last few weeks. Yeah, so if we're faithful with little, more will be given to us. If we focus on the limited scope, that, that we have <clears throat> time-wise here on earth, influence-wise in this case, who, who are those people that I'm in relationship with that God's put around me? And if, if we're faithful and, and we show up there, the truth is, is that we actually have an unlimited mm-hmm. <laughs> opportunity and possibility of what can happen. And I, I love that it works that way, that we want unlimited, fill in the blank, and yet God's given us a limited mm-hmm. portion But when we are faithful with that limited portion, that actually unveils an unlimited reality, first in heaven and then also here on earth. What we get to see, I think, about the verse that Jesus told his disciples, greater things. You you will see those greater things. What what Jesus did uh, on earth in his three years will be, the things that the disciples will do That'll be greater, and we're we're getting to see that. You, Paulina, talking about you know what's Mm -hmm. going on in our church, and then immediately impacting Mexico City. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Those are the greater things because Jesus even was limited. He just stayed in Israel. He loved twelve. He uh, was focused on his ministry to the Jewish people, blessed Gentiles that came along, but that was his limited assignment. And now look at where we are 2,000 years later. It's pretty amazing. Mm. I mean, to your point, Jose, I just think about as you closed in 1 Corinthians 3, 6, the idea that Paul's talking, I planted, Apollos watered, but God's the one that gave the growth. And so it really is in his hands. And you've talked about this before, but that takes the pressure off of us as well. Like we get Mm -hmm. to literally just be a small part to play, but get to watch him work in a greater way. That's right. Thanks for listening to the Conversations podcast. Be a part of the conversation by sending questions about the Sunday message directly from ccc.guide or by emailing conversations at cypresscreekchurch.com. See you back for the next conversation.